Hello, and welcome back to Single Sounds. I'm your host, Katie Mack, and this is the podcast that helps you find a date. This is the 26th episode of Single Sounds, making it the podcast's six-month anniversary. Usually I am not impressed when people celebrate that length of time in a relationship, but I am so proud to celebrate this milestone with you all. And whether you have been here throughout all the six months or just joined today, I am beyond grateful for your support. So thank you. And I'm so proud to let you know that the podcast has enabled 20 individual first date experiences in these past six months, which is so exciting and long may it continue. This week's character is exceptional with his hands. I know this as he has given me an unbelievable osteopath treatment on my shoulders and neck with his handy shaped thumbs. More on that to come. Welcome to Single Sounds, the one with Megan Fox's thumbs. Hello. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Um, let's dive into your profile. Okay. Who, what, where. First off, who are you sexually attracted to? Unfortunately, a uh, woman. Girls, <laughs> yeah. The first person to say that. <laughs> just because I heard it on the other podcast with the cows, it was unfortunately men, so I thought I'd just, just tease in there. Yeah, <laughs> good. And what are you looking for? So my friends wanted me to mention that one of my nicknames is Mr. Intercontinental. Okay. Um, just because for some reason I tend to date girls from all over the place. But uh, the girls I'm most attracted to are girls who are brunette and especially South American girls. I find mm. Brazilian girls and Colombian girls very attractive. So, yeah. Nice. Is there a particular reason? Um, it... Don't know. Maybe just they're just very exotic. I don't know. Don't know what it is, but yeah. Fair. Do you have any height or age preferences? Height, I think anything above 5'3". Okay. And... I don't mind tall girls. I know some guys find that uncomfortable, mm-hmm. girl being taller, but I'm totally cool with that. Um, in terms of age, if it's something casual, 20 to 30 years, I'm cool. Yeah. But if, if it's something more serious, I'd probably look for like 23 to 26, something around my age. Okay. Makes sense. And finally, where would you like to date? So London-based, you know, I'm happy to go to the outer parts of London and then if I really get on well with them then I'm happy to go a little bit outside of London okay but yeah any I'm not good with uh long distance um yeah so if someone's in like Scotland or Wales or Ireland yeah probably not probably not yeah (laughs) but like a decent train journey that's okay yeah that's fine that's sensible Mm. okay let's do your two truths and a lie Mm mm-hmm so I played in the National uh, Table Tennis Championships in England, I think it was uh, maybe like six years ago. Mm. I had lunch with Ricky Gervais in West Hampstead. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> and then I went up to a group of random people in a bar in Camden and got them to play beer pong with us and my group of friends. Hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure the table tennis one is true. Yeah. Just because I know you play. But mm-hmm. then I guess I don't know how good you are. Mm. So it could be a sneaky, a sneaky one. It could have been like, I don't know, two years ago, not six years ago. Mm. The Ricky Gervais one, that's really interesting because someone literally told me a few weeks ago that they also saw him in Primrose Hill, which isn't far away. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where he lives, but I'm guessing he's up there. Mm-mm. But then you said you actually had lunch with him. Yeah. Which is not just seen him. So that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And if so, I might ask you to get him to promote this. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. 
And yeah, you seem a confident guy. I reckon you could go up to someone and get them to play air pong in, in a pub. Mm. And the calendar was quite specific. So I feel like that's true. Mm. I'm going to go Ricky Gervais is the mm. lie. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's not a complete lie. I actually walked past him in West Hampstead. Okay, I yeah. Hampstead, yeah. Yeah, so he must live around there. Yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. I was just coming back from a, a friend's place. And I was thinking, like, a couple of years back, I was like, I've never met or walked past a celebrity. Mm. And then I think it was around that time where, like, I walked past and I just heard someone speaking. I was like, it's very familiar. And then I turned around and it was like, it was just, it was just him. He had yeah. the shades. And I was like, oh, my God. I was, like, turning around a couple of times in the middle of the street, like, is that is that him? <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's quite cool. I, I finally walked past a celebrity, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So now I've learned that you actually are good at table tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not bad. Um, a lot of people say they're great at table tennis because they play with their family and friends. Mm. Um, I'm actually good. <laughs> so so I, I did play in the national championships uh, twice for the under-21 age category. Amazing. Um, yeah, I actually played quite well. I, I went to the, I think I got to the second round. But yeah, I was training loads and I'm not anywhere near to that level at the moment. But yeah, that was definitely one of my highlights. Yeah, interesting. So how much do you have to train? I'd say if I wanted to play really good table tennis competitively, I'd probably have to play two, three times a week and then keep that consistently for maybe three months and play a couple of competitions leading up to the main competition I want to play well in. Mm. So it's it's a lot of small steps regularly. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, which is like anything really, but that's yeah, how much. I feel like sport's very interesting because when I swam, it was very common that you did like eight to nine times a week. Mm -hmm. And they were long sessions as well. Whereas mm -hmm. it sounds like table tennis, you just do like, are they long sessions those two to three um, weeks? They're kind of, yeah, they can be two and a half hours. Okay. Per, yeah. Per, yeah. Per session. You swam. I did. Yeah. So cool. What you did like race races? Or? Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't very good. <laughs> like It's one of those, I'm good for the average person, mm -hmm. but I wasn't any good in the, like, I only got to county sort of thing. Like, only, are you kidding? Only to county? <laughs> That's, like, ridiculous. There's a lot of people that swim in the UK, so it was super competitive in the sense that to be, like, anything decent, you needed to be, like, training up there, like, eight, nine times a week, whereas I did, like, five, and that was, I think the maximum I ever did was five or six, mm -hmm. but that was just way too much. And then, sadly, when you get really good, it's kind of when you're, like, 14, 15, mm. and you start missing out on all the parties and all the, like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally stuff. relate to that. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And then it's like, what do you choose? Because obviously, I knew that I wasn't going to be, you know, like a GB swimmer. Mm -hmm. So then you start to lose motivation because yeah. you're like, well, I'm just missing out on my friends and my social life for something yeah. that I'm not probably going to do as a career. Hundred percent. So most people give up at that age. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no. Same with table tennis. Yeah. You around seventeen, eighteen, when you could go out and drink, you're like, oh, I've got a competition coming up, so I can't do that. And then you think competition night out friends you know, yeah like, ah, it's so hard it starts to pull yeah exactly mm -hmm. but no that's um, pretty cool that you did county swimming i think that's quite impressive still ah thank you <laughs> <laughs> so what is your toxic trait so i think people laugh when i say this because i tend people ever like everyone i meet tend to think i'm a very calm cool guy all the time mm -hmm. but when i get hungry <laughs> I, I kind of kind of get angry um little things kind of annoy me and it's funny, it's not every time I get angry, it's just from time to time. I think when, it, when I'm tired and hungry, mm. I think sometimes it, I just get annoyed. So, for example, I went bouldering with some friends and then we did two hours and then we went for lunch. And uh, I remember getting quite hungry and then 
they were very indecisive and I like to do things as a group. So I was like, okay, come on guys, let, let's pick a place. And they said, oh, okay. So then after about half an hour of walking around, I was like, no guys, like seriously, like let's just pick a place and just eat. And I was just getting so annoyed. I was like, why are these people choosing a place? Like, I feel it's rude for me to eat if they're not eating with me, you know, yeah. eat at the same time. And so after about 10 minutes, my friend was like, you just eat and then we'll, we'll find something else. I was like, okay, fine. So I, I bought my thing, we sat down and then for like 20 minutes, I was just calling a friend and then I ate and I was like, oh, hey guys, you know, how's it going? Do you enjoy your meal? And my friend said, you are so scary when you're hungry. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah, I don't want to talk to you <laughs> when you're hungry half an hour ago. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So she had only known me about two, three months around that time. But it was interesting for her to say that because I I didn't feel it, I guess. Yeah. I was just in that mode. But it's a common theme. So mm, yeah, it's interesting. I've, I've totally accepted it. I'm like, when I'm a little bit hangry, I'll just get juice or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to like, like calm it's myself manage down. It. Literally, yeah. my boyfriend does exactly the same. So <laughs> I, I'm the same as you. I don't really, I notice maybe I'm a bit snappy, but apparently my mood drops and I'm so grumpy. Apparently my boyfriend keeps snacks around like That's so for clever. me. Yeah. So, and then I know when I'm being grumpy because he'll just hand me like <laughs> a good one's like a fruit, like, or a mini roll or something. <laughs> so clever. I yeah, something sugary. Do, I need to do that around my house. Definitely. And, um, fruit shoots like you know you said mm, juice like yeah. he'd have them in the car ready to like give to me <laughs> cool so it's not only me <laughs> no no i think it's really common my other one you know you said when you were tired i also get if i'm cold and hungry then mm. i get extra oh, that's, that's the worst. the worst that is the worst there's a concoction for madness yeah mm. i always think that snickers advert yeah you so know true. <laughs> it's true like yeah. it's really good advertising and it's um it's funny because i watch you know the hulk film mm. and i think oh you know i like the story but whenever he turns into the hulk i'm like i can relate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when i'm hungry you won't like me when i'm hangry you know <laughs> yeah I, yeah that's so me <laughs> so funny and what would your TED Talk topic be? So when I was in my teens, I was extremely nervous. To put it into perspective, we I'm part Greek. So okay. we'd have huge Greek family weddings and funerals. And whenever we went around speaking to family, I'd stick to my older brother, my dad, because I was so scared of an auntie coming up to me saying, <laughs> how are you doing? Do you remember me? That I hated that. Do you remember me? I was like, I was like, hey, how can I remember who you are yeah. when I was like two? But there's so much pressure and I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, that was scary. And mm. that, that was pretty much me all the time. I was scared of like social interactions and talking to random people. So then around 16, I failed my A-levels. And then to me, that was kind of like the moment where I thought I need to take responsibility of my life. So in every area, academic, socially. So I started to ask myself, who do I want to be? And, and kind of confidence was definitely something I wanted to work on. And so from 16 to now, which is like eight or nine years later. Yeah. From that moment onwards, I just decided in every social situation, I was going to talk to random people all the time. Wow, and so, now, so you really went yeah, deep into yeah. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I went to college when I was uh, 18, the first day I decided I was going to talk to everyone in my class. And, <laughs> yeah. And uh, wow. I, I walked in, I was sweating. Like, literally, that was how scared I was. I was like, oh. I'm going to do this. I'm so scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. And yeah, I, just to explain that. So... 
I think I've learned a lot about confidence, uh, stress management, motivation, self-esteem. And I think having a story helps people understand what's going on mm. um, and they can relate to that. So I thought, yeah, I'd love to do, at some point I actually want to do a TED Talk. Um, I want to do a podcast as well. And just just talk about that, like where I've gone from and where, where I am now. And just explaining the lessons I learned along the way. I think making it relatable, I think a lot of people can learn more from that than mm. just reading a book here or there. Yeah. Um, and they know I've been there. You know, it's not like these people who are very famous and it seems like they were born with, you know, 100,000 in a bank account. 100%. Yeah. They're like, they can't really relate, whereas they can relate to my story, I think. Yeah, you should definitely do a podcast. I think it would be really good. And like, you. you've, you've nailed it on the head. A podcast is so about speaking to the listeners and mm. they feel like you're speaking to them. You're in their ears. Mm. <laughs> you yeah, can't get it, more yeah. personal. Yeah. And stuff like that, like you said, I think it's so important to have real life experiences mm. that actually other young, just people in general, it doesn't have to be a guy, does it? It can be like anyone who's having confidence issues. Mm. Like you were so brave to just sort it out yourself. I feel mm. like a lot of people will need guidance and help. Mm. Did you read anything? Like how did you decide to just yeah, I change? Think, I think, I yeah, I like personal development books. So I think throughout the whole time I was reading about that sort of thing, those, mm -hmm. those things. So I did read about uh, Anthony Robbins. I don't know if you know about him, Tony Robbins. He's he's a personal development like guru from the States. Oh, and cool. he wrote a book called Awaken the Giant Within. And wow, it's so dense. It's like, I think 600 pages. And yeah, so I was just reading, reading about it. I think at some point I... I learned that for me, the best way to do things was whenever I had a problem, I'd read a book on it mm -hmm. <laughs> and then just try and apply whatever yeah. I learned from that. So many things like references, uh, what, what you remember, what you focus on in terms of your memories will either make you feel more confident or less confident. So that was an idea I got from Awaken the Giant Within, um, which makes sense. If you focus on all your achievements, you're naturally going to feel like, ah, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Whereas if you focus on what could go wrong, you're naturally going to feel like, ah, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah, and you're so failing. And, that's yeah. it. So shifting, so shifting focus. It's just like your mindset. Yeah. That's it. So I, I did read the whole time. And yeah, my dad is exceptionally confident. Mm. I, I think socially he's very confident. I was not like him. But I guess seeing his example made me think I do want to be a little bit like that. And I, obviously my, my older brother, I've got two brothers, older and younger. And my older brother was definitely like my hero when I was younger. He always helped me out whenever I had a problem. And I saw him being quite confident. So I guess I, I had an example of who I wanted to be. Yeah. And I guess I was just deciding, right, I'm going to try and become a bit more like that. Mm. But definitely reading the whole way. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. Good TED Talk topic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Double whammy. So let me know what you're weirdly attracted to. So um, my friends always, you know, after night out, we talk about what girls were into. And, and they're, <laughs> Love they're, that. <laughs> and they're, they're always like, ah, uh, oh, that girl was cute, but she was a bit large. And uh, I'm always like, nice. Like, I'm always like, yeah, I, I really like curvy girls. Okay. Um, and it's funny. It's always like, they're like, ah, oh, this girl's cool, but I'm not into her probably would like her <laughs> and so i'm known with all my friends like i like the curvy ones <laughs> so yeah that's that's quite funny yeah i wouldn't say that's so weird it's just your preference isn't yeah it? i feel like in today's society we're taught so much that thin is best yeah and actually if you went back not even that long ago the attractive thing was to be curvy mm. so i think now to be honest it's kind of it's going back that way mm. like we see so much more like body positivity of just yeah. like supporting whatever body shape you are like loving yourself so yeah i think it's great mm. that that's your type <laughs> thank, thank you. yeah yeah no definitely <laughs> so 
Oh, let me know your moan of the moment. So when um when we talked a couple of months back, I thought to myself, I don't really have one. But then I was walking in a busy street in central London and I realized <laughs> there is one, um, which is, you know, when people check their Instagram or Facebook or whatever on a street. So when they're walking, they're on their yeah. phone in a busy street in central London and people were walking towards her. And it was kind of like she was just expecting people to move, not even looking up. It was just super annoying. I was like, do you not want to live? Like, do you want to just like <laughs> stay on your phone? So at home, you're on your phone. And then in the street, you're also on your phone. I do not want to like experience life. And also I'm a little bit sad. I feel sad for them because I think you're not truly experiencing life as it is mm. um, if you're just always on your phone. And also it's really annoying for other people. Yeah. So I was trying to like walk by because she was also really slow. Oh, when she was really slow as well. Walking really slow. I was like, <laughs> oh, come on. Like I've got to get somewhere. So yeah, I mean, you know, each to their own. But uh, yeah, that, that, that kind of what annoyed me. Yeah, there was a few in that. That was kind of like a, a whole host of moans. Because um, <laughs> maybe the strongest one was actually just being on your phone mm. in situations where you shouldn't be. Maybe, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I so agree with that. It doesn't happen so much anymore because we work from home. But one that used to really bug me is before I'd go into a meeting and everyone would be sat on their phones. Mm. Whether that's a oh, work yeah. phone or not, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so true. It's so, so rude. True. Because imagine if everyone didn't have their phones. Yeah. Everyone would actually start conversations. 100%. And I've seen like really good examples of when someone's, you know, not walked in on their phone and asked the person like, oh, how are you? Mm. And then they say like, oh, actually, not so great today. You know, mm -hmm. I found this out about my family or something yeah and then actually from a business perspective that's great as well because mm. you're forming like deeper connections and you're becoming more of a team so I think it's a bit of a ramble yeah. but yeah I think so much of the time technology gets in the way of actually like creating connections 100% yeah and similar to that example um when I was in college I think halfway through the first year well no, actually I think towards the beginning as well when we just uh, started the class same thing I'd walk into the class on the table everyone's on their phone mm -hmm. and that annoyed me so I was just like no I'm going to talk to everyone so yeah. I just started <laughs> talking to them and uh yeah and then even like saying hi they're on their phone they, they didn't say hi and I'd be like hi how are you doing <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I can't like force it on them but yeah it, yeah I find like that that's so true I think technology is amazing but it shouldn't limit human interaction and it shouldn't be, yeah, shouldn't get in the way of things. Mm -hmm. Definitely so socially. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I totally relate to that. Mm. When I was, it was actually at uni, I think I decided that I was way too attached to my phone. Mm. So I made a rule. I watched a really good YouTube video on it. it was a talk? A, no, I don't think it was. It was just an interview with a guy who was talking about millennials in general mm. and how he'd like redeveloped his life to not use his phone as his alarm, for example, like mm. use an actual alarm clock leave your phone outside like all these things that mm. seemed quite I don't know radical I guess but they were just simple things and one of his rules was when he's with anyone he doesn't look at his phone mm. so I tried that because I was like realistically even if I had an emergency and someone was ringing me there's probably little I could do and at that point I was like everyone knows I'm at uni you know like I'm not going to be the first port of call for an emergency so I was like also how often does someone call you with an emergency like true never mm. true. true so I was like that's not an excuse because I think I used to tell that to myself I used to be like oh someone might call me and mm. it might be an emergency so I can't like just ignore my phone all the time mm. but I was like no I actually can't and mm. I just stopped using it with people and I try and do it now but it's tricky sometimes mm. if you're trying to meet up with someone or whatever but yeah yeah no no same I think ages ago I just got myself an alarm clock I didn't really think about it so I'll just get one mm. and then during lockdown 
I decided I was going to keep my phone in my cupboard. And actually, it really helped my studying first yeah. thing in the morning. Didn't check my phone first three hours. That was the best yeah. studying I, I did the whole day. So, so good. Yeah, yeah, just no distractions. No distractions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because I think even its presence is distracting because you want to click the screen. Yeah. Yeah. My, my bro was saying, just having it near you in your field of vision reduces productivity. Mm. As, so literally, as you said. Yeah, put it in a drawer. Mm. Good tip. <laughs> Okay, and what is the award you should be nominated for? It's being able to speak to almost everyone at party situation <laughs> in parties. Um, You're so well practiced now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now so skilled at talking to everyone. That came about because I invited a friend to one of my uni parties, and then she told me that within a space of 20 to 25 minutes when she first arrived, it looked like I was dashing from person to person, like <laughs> like a flash, just like talking to one person, she looked down, looked up, I was talking to someone else, um, which I, I didn't even realise. I guess I was just so excited to like meet everyone, so I was just doing that. But she said, yeah, that's quite something. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, who would give that award out? I Ricky, don't know. Ricky Gervais? Yeah, maybe it is a Ricky Gervais award. Don't know. He's a, he's a bit more um, blunt. Mm. He'd probably make fun of me and then say, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I always do wonder with the celebrities, though, like, how confident they actually are. Mm. I think they'd have to be trained, like, media trained quite a bit. Uh, what was his name? Who did Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds. Mm. I thought he seemed really confident. And then I read an article saying every time he does an interview... He is super nervous and super anxious in the lead up to it. And he said he's just always been like that. Yeah, which which is interesting. You, you don't really get that. So yeah. I guess like I did a little bit, you can train yourself to just be, to seem really comfortable, um, even if perhaps you're not quite on the inside. Yeah, I definitely think there's training for that. But it's so cool you managed to do it yourself, honestly. Very impressed. Thank you. And best rec time now. Okay. We'll move on. This person you'll probably expect. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> So I I do my normal thing of trying to find someone that you wouldn't know I know sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But um, the person I asked really wanted to do it himself. Okay. So I was like, okay, I can't <laughs> I can't deny someone of a best yeah. direct. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Here it goes. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Are you nervous? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where to start? Apart from having thumbs the shape of alien heads, this former star sign connoisseur is an absolute legend. He's calmed down on the star signs nowadays and will wait for at least the fourth date to ask you when your birthday is. With his various unique life experiences, I'm sure he'll keep you entertained and intrigued for years to come. He's always up for trying new things, from bouldering Mondays to salsa Wednesdays. He's always up for something. This half-French, half-Greek Mediterranean stallion can compliment you in English and in French, and he can even sing you a song or two. As well as being a master with his words and his feet, he's also a master with his hands. Being a fully qualified osteopath, dating my good friend will give you access to unlimited treatments. I mean, what more could you want? If that's not enough, he's also quite the sporty type, playing an array of sports, but table tennis being his most successful, not to mention he's right-handed and plays with his left. God knows why. But all jokes aside, is genuinely one of my closest friends and I could trust him with anything. He's extremely loyal to the people that are close to him, and he is also honest, which I think is really important. He is romantic and absolutely hilarious, and is the type of person you want to share good news with. He's an extremely good listener, and is the type of person that makes you want to be a better one. I could go on for ages, but I promised Katie I'd try to keep this within one minute, so I'm sure whoever chooses to go on a date with this person will be an extremely lucky individual. Oh my god. <laughs> I just want to say he is one of the best friends 
I've ever had. Yeah. And um, he'll go that extra mile for anyone, but especially his close friends. So the, He did go the extra he mile. Did, yeah. He did. Yeah, yeah. He's... He was stressed. He was like, I can't keep it to a minute. I was like, <laughs> don't worry. It's okay. No, no. He, he, he is. Yeah, he's the best. I'm super grateful to have him in my life. So, Aww. yeah. <laughs> That's nice. I loved how you mentioned your thumbs. Firstly, I didn't notice those. And you showed me like they're hilarious. The, oh yeah, no, they um, I I guess they're they're like Megan Fox's thumb, and I guess I know that because I'm the only person I know that has these thumbs. So of course <laughs> I have to research: is there anyone else on the planet that has these thumbs? Um, so Megan Fox has them. So if I oh. ever meet her, that's the first thing I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, you're just going to show your thumbs. <laughs> I'll be like, thumbs up. Hey, do you want to get a drink sometime? Like, yeah. It's just the top bit's quite wide, isn't it? Yeah, it's shorter and wider. Yeah. So it's actually great for treatment, but it looks really weird in real life. Oh, really? So it helps you in your job? Kind of, yeah. That's hilarious. That's funny, yeah. So I was kind of born to do what I do. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I loved was he mentioned about your star sign obsession. <laughs> not, not as much anymore. Yeah. But I think in just my, went through a phase. That's it. Yeah, I went through a phase, and then yeah, and then I took a break because I felt like I was being too critical on myself based on my sign. Mm. So I was like, right, I'm going to do a mental fast of this. <laughs> um, so for about a year, I just decided I'm not going to read anything. So yeah, don't all. check them. And I think people still check them on a daily basis, like horoscopes, and and I think no, that's that's that just interferes with your day. Mm. Like if you read something in the morning. Today's going to be a bad day. You'll of course, have a bad it's going day. to be a bad day. Like yeah. you're looking for the worst things to happen because you want it to be right in accordance with the horoscope. So now, now I'm a lot more chill, <laughs> but it's um, it's, it's a still fun, fun to ask. Yeah, it's, it's a fun hobby, um, and I guess I've kind of yeah. Okay, this is going to show how much I know. I, I've kind of memorized the months of the year and the signs. So whenever I know someone's birthday, I know their sign. Yeah, much. I um, think quite a few people know that. Even I'm not that keen on it, but I still enjoy like knowing who I'm dating. I want to know their sign. Yeah. And I will Google our compatibility. How quickly? How quickly? Mm, <laughs> before the date? No, probably quite early. Like the, maybe the first, not before the date. Because I probably wouldn't know that before. I'd say like in the first few dates. First few dates, okay. Just in case. But then I do know my sign. I'm an Aquarius. What are you? I know you're Aquarius. Oh. Um, (laughs) I don't know how that sounds. Um, I know your boyfriend's sign as well. Oh, no. I know his Myers-Briggs type, my bad. Yeah, because we talked about it the other time. Um, oh my gosh. I, I enjoy analysing people. I think that's why psychology would probably be my second... TED Talk. Uh, no. Well, yeah, TED yeah. Talk, but second degree if I didn't do osteopathy. Uh, um, I'm a Gemini, so I think we get a lot of bad rap. Um, oh, do you? I thought I Geminis so. are really kind. Well, I, I'd say I am. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the whole like two-faced thing and they're like silver-tongued or whatever they're oh, like they're your weaknesses that, uh, yeah. supposedly yeah. supposedly yeah and so when i read that when i was younger i was like oh my god i'm such a bad person yeah <laughs> so that's why i had to take a break because i was like this is ruining my self-esteem like I, I don't feel good about myself so mm. that's why i had to take a break but yeah funny enough i actually met five gemini's last month as you do um <laughs> and they were also into like reading a lot uh reading about different personal development books and yeah we got on really well i guess we're on the same page in a sense but yeah yeah so that's just just a bit of fun little, yeah it's, little hobby it's healthy to use it just as a fun like conversation mm. starter and yeah not taking it too literal i think one of my weaknesses is like i'm aloof which is just bollocks like, mm. i'm like the most un not non-aloof is yeah. that a thing non-aloof person ever <laughs> you, you've created that that's yours now 
Yeah. Katie Max. I don't think I'm very Aquarius-like, to be honest, so... Mm-hmm. Would you say you're intuitive? Yeah. Like, you can see patterns and work things out? Yeah, yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. I think also the common ones are, like, independent, quite creative, but in a fierce way. So, fierce, okay. yeah, you kind of go against the grain a lot, which mm. I wouldn't say I do. Mm. So, <laughs> Not that often. <laughs> so you wouldn't say you're you're a real rebel? Yeah, exactly. Like, mm. Yeah, well, this, you know, your genius idea here, this is quite It's quite creative, unique. yeah. But, but again, I think that's a you thing. I don't think that's a <laughs> It's thing. not a star sign it's thing. It's not a star sign thing. This, this is yours. But yeah, so I realised I want to get to know the person in front of me. I don't want to try and... Box uh, them, yeah. Yeah, and, and pr- prove, like, a book, right? Like, mm. who cares about this stupid book? Like, I want to get to know the person right here, right now, you know? So yeah. that's why I wait a lot longer now. To ask to, the birthday, ask, yeah. Because I'm like, let's just, let's just get to know this person. What's the point of, you know, guessing? Yeah. Because then you're trying to validate the story in your head mm. rather than truly be open and get to know the person in front of you. So that's also, yeah, that's also why I don't do it so much. Yeah. So more. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, final section. This or that section. So, oh man, okay. Are you good at being decisive? I'm fairly good. Okay, you'll be fine then. Would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? 10 minutes. That was quick. <laughs> I appreciate that. I thought that was a difficult one. You just absolutely <laughs> nailed it. Thank was you. there a reason? <laughs> um, Because 100 however many years in the future is useless. Yeah, like, for you, I guess. Yeah. yeah, you're not even going to be here. Yeah, yeah, of course. Could be helpful if you want to be, I don't know, scientist, maybe. True. But Yeah, I'm not that much into research, so... Yeah, 10 minutes would be useful, though, yeah. to avoid bad situations. <laughs> Paperback, book, or ebook. This one's harder, because mm. I preferred books before, but now I've got a Kobo, and uh, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. I think I'm going to go with paperback still. If I could get a, a real book rather than ebook, I'd prefer that. You'd prefer, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the same. I prefer the physical ones, mm. even though maybe not the best for the environment. But yeah. it's just something about holding a book mm. and reading it. It's really nice. Hundred <laughs> percent. Would you rather stay inside during a snow day or build a snowman? Build snowman. Yeah. Yeah. More fun. <laughs> Would you rather wear the same socks for a month or the same underwear for a week? It sounds bad either way. Yeah, um, neither are good. Neither are good. I'd go... I'd go socks. I respect more my underwear mm. than my socks. Yeah. Oh, it's really tricky, though. Both are just Because a month is a solid amount of time. It's a long amount of time. Whereas I was thinking a week. You could just reverse them a couple of times. <laughs> At least it would only last a week. You yeah. could probably just stay inside for a week, like COVID isolation or something. <laughs> yeah, true. And no one would have to smell you, but you couldn't stay inside for a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you said the same socks for a month, right? Yeah. You didn't say you couldn't wash them. Oh, very true. There I, you go. <laughs> I was just assuming you couldn't, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say you can't Sorry, wash them, yeah. I, I ruined the question. But... No, it's fine. <laughs> you didn't. These are up to your interpretation. Okay. Cool. I'll wash my socks. <laughs> <laughs> Broccoli or green beans? Broccoli. <laughs> Healthier, I think. You think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got no idea. Okay, last one. Would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over again for a full year or take three years off the end of your life? This is quite hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Do I want to be, do I want to lose three years of my life or be absolutely bored? Same day. Oh, actually, no. Can, can you change parts of it or is it just <laughs> exactly the same? Oh, it says the same day. Same so day. I guess like you don't have to do, I think... It would just be you live the 20th of June over and over again. But I guess it doesn't say you have to do the same stuff for that day. You just don't move in time for a mm. whole year. 
did you see Groundhog Day? Yeah, yeah it's similar I was to that. Of that yeah. yeah, so you could change what happens over that day. Okay. Yeah, first one. Same day for a year. Yeah, three years off the end of your life could be pretty tragic, mm. especially if you die young. That could yeah. be a real waste. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's yeah. terrible. About to die at 20, die at 17. <gasps> yeah. So You'd so rather those extra three years. Yeah. That concludes the podcast. Do you have any final words? Yeah, no. Honestly, thank you. I think the idea is genius. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that confident. <laughs> and I, I'm happy that I got involved before it gets too big and then I have to wait six months. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Honestly, I, th- I think it's really important for people to trust their gut and go with what they feel. And if they have an idea, really bring it to, to fruitation. And yeah, I think that's what you've done. So th- thank you for yeah sharing your great idea with the world. Oh, thank you. What a lovely ending. <laughs> <laughs> if you think you'd be in safe hands dating this character, all puns intended, please contact the podcast on Instagram at Single Sounds. Thanks for listening this week and for the past half a year. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.